Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Southwest Virginia Fishing Report with Matt Riley. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing good, Marvin. How are you? I'm just trying to stay out of trouble. Uh, you know, everybody in the Mid-Atlantic looks like they're kind of trying to figure out how much hurricane rain they're going to get, and, and, you know, looks like our heat's broken. What are you seeing in Southwest Virginia? Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, I think it's up in the air with the hurricane track. Um, they're forecasting about an inch here tomorrow of rain um, this this Thursday. And, uh, you know, we'll see if we get it. But regardless of whether we get it, um, we're supposed to, you know, the cold front's been building for a couple of days, overnight lows. Last couple of days have been pretty close to 50 degrees. And then next week we're supposed to um, – We'll probably see the high 30s, um, is my thinking. They're calling for like the weather stations say like low 40s, but in the mountains and on the river, it's, it's usually several degrees cooler than that. Um, so things are fixing to slow down and cool down a little bit here. Um, so, uh, so we'll see what happens, but that's what I'm expecting with the weather. Yeah. So that basically means probably your trout fishing is going to get better. And your smallmouth fishing is going to get harder. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, yeah, the last couple of days, uh, smallmouth fishing, you know, we've, we've been slowing way down. Um, we've, we've had some, we had some pretty consistent, uh, consistent and seasonal summertime conditions last week. Um, had some really good fishing. Um, but as things slow, you know, cool down overnight, and we had a, a bout with high water over the weekend, and that's still coming down. Um, you know, we've been able to get some fish on on top water, um, particularly in the afternoon. Um, if uh, if we don't have heavy clouds like we had the last couple of days, um, you get a break in the clouds, the sun comes out, starts bugs start singing. Um, and the water warms up a little bit. Um, been able to get them to go on top a little bit, but uh, but yeah, we've been slowing down quite a bit. Um, you know, essentially dead drifting and twitching bait fish flies, and and where uh, where we can, you know, fishing down close to the bottom, crayfish and hobermites and and that kind of thing. Um, the smallmouth fishing. Or the sorry, the trout fishing um, temperatures should should you know cool down quite a bit on the creeks. Um, we've still got low water. They haven't you know we really haven't seen all that much local rain lately, um, and we've had some and like I said, it's been fairly dry. Um, we've had some windy days, so the, some of the creeks are are kind of uh, leafed up right now, um, and these cooler days have kind of zapped the, the terrestrial fishing a little bit for the for the time being so we've uh, been fishing a little more subsurface than we were you know a week or two ago um but you know there's plenty of fish in the creek and and uh yeah the temperatures should definitely uh pick things up a little bit got it and to kind of put a finer point on the smallmouth stuff you know ed sent me a question kind of exactly about this talking about you know, fishing warm days after chilly nights. And you kind of talked a little bit earlier about kind of the tactical approach, 
you know, how do you know when to make that switch? Like, you know, is it one chilly night or is it two or three chilly nights where you're like, look, we need to start going down even if it's 85 degrees today because mm-hmm. things have shifted. What's that kind of um, decision point for you, you know, when you're guiding folks? Sure. I mean, the number one thing I think everybody should should always do is, is you know, pay attention to the fish. If you're out there, you're throwing a topwater bug for three hours and not not getting fish to come up you know don't do the same thing all day without results you know because if you're if you're expecting you know if you're expecting fish to come up and eat after fishing half a day without any takes um uh, you're kind of insane it does it does get better you know again as the water warms up sun comes out um but if you're not if you're not seeing action you know Switching things up is important. That said, you know, if I, particularly this time of year, um, I sort of know that kind of thing is coming. So I'm paying attention to overnight flows um, pretty closely and water temperature fluctuations, you know, like what is the water temp at 8 a.m., 9 a.m. versus, you know, 4 p.m., just to see what that swing looks like. And, uh, you know, water does have a pretty high specific heat, so it doesn't change temperature that rapidly. Um, but, you know, if you get pretty cool overnight, you know, again, if it's 85 degrees during the day and 50 degrees overnight, um, you're going to see a pretty serious swing. And that, you know, if you get temperatures, water temperatures going from the, you know, high 70s down to, um, the low seventies or high sixties, it's, uh, even though high sixties might be a good water temperature, you know, say in the springtime, it's all relative. So, you know, it's like in October or, or September, like, like what's probably going to happen next week when it's 30 degrees for a couple of days, you know, you're thinking, how are you going to make it through the winter? But in, you know, March when it's 30 degrees, you might be out in your yard with a, with a t-shirt on. So, this fish are used to warm water um, when the water temp tanks um, due to cold nights and and that kind of thing. Then um, what I tend to do is I if, if I can help it, and it's a little more difficult um, from a guiding perspective where you have people, you know, driving home at the end of the day or something like that. Um, I try to start later in the day and focus on the warmest, just like I would in the springtime focus on the warmest water temp hours of the day, which is usually in the like 10 o'clock to four o'clock range. Um, and then, you know, again, if I'm not seeing, you know, fish moving around or, or getting action on flies that I'm fishing, I'm just going to slow way down. Um, and most people, I think fish too fast for smallmouth anyway. Um, especially, you know, streamer fish and everybody wants to throw their fly out there and, and swim it or, or, strip it back to the boat. Um, but you know, slow them way down, you know, let them essentially dead drift and sink down to the bottom and then twitch them up a little bit and let them sink and dead drift. And, um, you, uh, you may get, you, you, you may get a fish to take that way and you'll know how slow they are because, you know, all of a sudden your line gets heavy and you think you're stuck on the bottom and you lift up and they're fish and you never felt anything or saw anything or, or what have you. So, 
um, slow way down and you can do it, you know, with topwater bugs too. But as a general rule, um, you know, like if you throw a topwater bug out there and flat it, um, let it sit there longer, you know, give a fish the time he needs, um, as cold as he is to move up to it and eat it. Um, but, uh, yeah, those are sort of the things that I think about. And, you know, again, uh, pay attention to the fish. If you're not getting fish to, to come up to the surface or you're not getting them to chase the fly back to the boat, um, get down to them and, uh, and feed them versus, versus trying to, trying to make them eat something they're not willing to chase down. Yeah, got it. And I guess kind of a follow-up question. So, you know, when it, you have a cold snap and you have a warm day, does that drive the fish to the middle of the water column or does it push them all the way down to the bottom? Oh, I, I, I think it's a progression. I mean, um, you can, uh, you know, like that's, that's been the case the last couple of days and in the morning, you know, they've been fairly low in the water column, you know, eating fairly slowly, staying out of the current. Um, and then in the afternoon when you get the sun to pop out and everything warms up and, um, you know, it hasn't been 85 here. Um, and it isn't often that warm this time of year down here anyway, but you know, mid to high seventies, you can, uh, you know, we've had some pretty consistent top water action in the afternoon. Um, and, and part of that I think is, is the food, you know, they're, they've been eating bugs all summer and, if you pay attention to it when you're on the river, um, you know, pay attention to the cicadas. If, if, if it's cloudy and 60 degrees at 9 a.m., 8 a.m., and, you know, you probably won't hear any, but that sun pops out for 10 minutes and you can feel it on your back, they'll, they'll start singing pretty soon. And, and then you'll, you'll start seeing damselflies a little before that, um, flying around and, and, uh, you know, so their food source is kicking around. So you, you can get fish on top at that point. Um, and, you know, even still, if you, you can hang with fish and streamers or, or dredging flies on the bottom and still pick up fish and they might just become a little more active. But, you know, in the summertime, um, I, if I can catch a fish on top water, I'm going to do it. Um, and I really believe that a lot of the biggest fish of the summer get caught on top water. So, um, you know, once I see that window open up and, and the, uh, and the water starts to warm a little bit and you kind of know, like, this is going to be my warm, warm water, uh, bright sky window for the day. Um, I'll probably switch over and start throwing on top. Got it. And, you know, while we're doing all things smallmouth, um, uh, I, my understanding is you've had a last minute cancellation. You still got some slots in your smallmouth school that's coming up. Yeah, we do. Um, we've had some, some people from from out of town that uh, that weren't able to make it, um, so we do have a handful of spots open, and it's coming up uh, at the end of the month. So, um, if you're interested, shoot me a uh, shoot me an email or text or, or give me a phone call, and uh, we'll get you set up. We're uh, always looking forward to it, and this year, um, I think it's going to be kind of extra special because it's, I haven't I haven't seen anybody really other than clients um all year so I'm looking forward to kind of um hanging out safely with a, a small group of of uh really fishy and, and really fun people 
Yeah, well, there you go. Absolutely. Just uh, shoot you an email, right? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. However you feel best getting in touch with me. Yeah, and we'll get to that at the end. And, of course, we all we have to keep the tradition alive, Matt, and you have to tell us what you're writing for the rural Virginian this week. Yeah, so it's, it's simple this week, um, and I probably should have done it a couple weeks ago, but um, it is, I don't even know what today is, it's sometime in mid-September, and uh, first, first Saturday in September, the uh, goose, dove, and squirrel seasons open in Virginia, and they're sort of the first hunting seasons of the year, um, and big traditions for a lot of people, so... Um, it's just sort of a general info article about seasons and regulations and, and that kind of thing. So, uh, if you're into it, I hope you're out there, um, having some good days in the field. Yeah, absolutely. And before I let you hop, why don't you let folks know where they can find you so they can catch the tail end of smallmouth season and, uh, get on your calendar for musky season too. Yeah, sure. Um, the website is mattreillyflyfishing.com and my email and phone number and social media links and all that's on there. So, um, however you feel best reaching out, I'd love to hear from you. Well, that's great. Well, listen, folks, you know, if you don't get washed out, the fishing should be pretty good, particularly for trout. Um, get out there and catch a few tight lines, everybody tight lines, Matt. Thanks, Marvin.